Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I am Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Miserak, and today we have a very special guest, Ty Johnson, coming on to the podcast for an interview. Ty, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Lots of traveling with cheer. That's about it. But other than that, I'm doing good. And, you know, you just said it. You're actually the first cheerleader we've ever interviewed on the podcast. We've done a number of different sports, but never a cheerleader. You're the first one. Um, before we get into the here and now of your cheer career, what got you into it? And when did you, you know, first start the sport of cheerleading? Um, what kind of got me into cheer? I mean, all my life, uh, my mom, she kept me in sports. So I played football, baseball, kind of literally like all the high school sports that I could play. And my sister, she actually cheered mainly her high school. Uh, she did competitive cheer. So like after like my football practices and baseball practices and stuff, we would have to go pick up my sister from uh, cheer practice. So we would sit up there probably for like another hour and a half just to wait, wait on her. So I was always in the lobby. So like I would watch out through like the window area, um, but I would like do cartwheels and stuff in the lobby. And of course the gym owner would come out and be like, hey, you can't do that out there. So my mom was like, hey, why don't you just, you wanna do tumbling classes? So she was like, let's do some tumbling classes. And then from tumbling classes, I like enjoyed it because it was like another sport that challenged me. So I was like, I like the challenge, so let's do it. So after maybe a couple months of tumbling classes, I was like, hey, let's roll right into cheer. So I started off on the lowest level I could, and here I am today. <laughs> so what does a normal day of training for cheerleading look like for you? Oh, a normal day, a normal day. Um, when kind of like off season, kind of like how I am now, a normal training day, I mean, I would do my get up in the mornings, uh, try to eat something healthy. I'm not a real big morning eater. So I try to give my body a little bit of something. Um, just with me kind of traveling a lot, I don't get to be in the gym as much, but I'm also still teaching. And I do like a little bit of like stunting, or maybe some tumbling, but not like it's like hardcore training as I would for like in season. So um, I stunt kind of when I can on my off season, but when I'm in season, it's every day nonstop in the gym, go from one gym to the next, um, get maybe two hours, do some homework, get some to eat, and then right back in the gym to training. Now, you know, you mentioned that schedule, um, especially leading up to like bigger competitions. What is that like, you know, with the travel and trying to get practices here and there and putting finishing touches on, you know, your routines and stuff. What is that like for you? Um, kind of going with that, um, just for like those bigger competitions, such as like Daytona, NCA, or even the Children's Worlds. I mean, for Daytona, we already practice seven days a week, Monday through Sunday and then two times on Thursdays and Fridays. For my all-star team, for NCAA and Worlds, it's every single day. Our, our normal practice schedule is usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Wednesday, Sunday, Monday. But when those competitions roll around, it's like all week, nonstop, turning and burning, turning and burning. Nice. So what led you to cheer for Navarro? Uh, kind of what led me to cheer for Navarro, um, I have like an older brother. Well, he, I call him my brother. I've known him pretty much my whole life. Um, he 
lived in Louisiana, kind of where I'm from, and I watched him grow up through his cheer. He did school cheer, competitive cheer, and then he moved on to Texas. And I've heard about the all-star gym that is in Texas cheer athletics. And I looked into that and I was like, I want to go cheer at cheer athletics. Then I also saw that he was going to school out there, which was Navarro. And I really didn't know much about Navarro at all. So I kind of like followed him, watched videos of him that he posted like on Facebook. Um, and I saw that they won that year in 2012, the year that he went, um, they won. And I was like, hmm. And they didn't just win, they won a grand national title with the highest score besides the score we just got this past year. But <laughs> but I kind of watched him go into Navarro and I was like, I kind of like how like challenging and how like fast paced that, that side of cheer is. And that's something I wanted to be a part of because it was like all of the greats kind of came into one program. So that's kind of how I'd heard about Navarro and what led me towards Navarro. Now, for anybody that kind of knows the competitive cheer world I'm sure they've heard Navarro from you know the Netflix cheer what was it like you know being involved with the organization that just to get all of that the filming all of that just talk to me a little bit about that I mean having the cameras around it it was kind of fun it was really fun I mean sometimes you don't even know that they're there like I could be sitting right here right now and they could be filming me and I wouldn't even look once at them because they kind of like grow a relationship with us. Like as a, as they're there, it feels like they're they're going through what we're going through with us because they're there every step of the way. They're making sure we're okay, making sure we need, if we need anything, they they have us just like we have each other. So um, just having them around, it's, it's actually really fun. And then also sometimes, like even if we don't want them around, we can just kind of give them like a little, be like, hey, not the good time right now to be kind of filming us and kind of give us our personal space just in case we do need that time where we need to move out for a second and take that breath or something. So it wasn't too bad having them around. I kind of liked having them around. So what would you say is your favorite aspect of cheerleading? Oh, I have quite a few, but my top two, my top two, I would have to say one, competing, uh, getting ready to compete behind stage uh, just that feeling that I put in all these hours of work, even though that I'm nervous. Um, I kind of, one of my coaches back at Cheerfletics actually told me emotions lose championships. And meaning, what's that meaning for me is like, if I'm going out there all nervous and all that, that means I've worked too hard to let my nerves get the best of me. So I like that feeling just being behind stage and getting ready to perform like, ooh, it's that time. It's like showtime. It's showtime. And then second, uh, just being able to like coach kids. I love the ability to coach kids because I know once when I was younger on those younger teams, I would look up. I would want to be one of those kids uh, in the future, just being able to compete at the competitions that I'm competing at now and being on the teams that I'm on now. Like, I just like to keep reminding younger athletes, like, you can do it. <laughs> now, you know, you talk about being where you're at now, doing all these great things, winning all these competitions, you know, world championships, all that stuff. What is it like, you know, knowing that that hard work paid off, that, you know, all those hours you put into the gym, you know, you said seven days a week. What does it feel like to know that all that time paid off? Oh, 
this past year winning with Navarro, it, it paid off a lot because I was there the past three years. So my first year, uh, it got canceled due to COVID. So 2020, that team, it was an amazing team. Like that was an emotional year just because we couldn't compete that routine because of COVID. And then the following year, um, we lost that year. So that hurt us really bad because like we were really good. We were really good in 2021. And then going into 2022, just knowing how hard we prepared, um, like my rookie class, it was only four of us left that stayed from my first year all the way to my third. It was only four of us left. We stuck it out and we were like, this year is our year. And after day one, we looked at each, each other and we were like, hey, we're doing this. We got one more full out left, we're doing this. So we went out there and we made sure like throughout that whole year, we kept the team on the same page, knowing that no matter what, as we, when we go out there, we're going out there as a team and not individuals. So just preparing for that competition and then winning that competition after running in that water and looking at those uh, other three of my rookie classes and just knowing that we finally got it done after three years, it just felt so rewarding. And it's like that, it, that's just a moment I wish I could take with me forever, that moment there, so. So you mentioned it a little earlier, you know, you were coaching, um, you know, kids at camps and all that stuff. What do you like about doing that? And how'd you get into that? Um, kind of how I got into it. Um, the gym that I started off back in Louisiana, Louisiana Rebels, um, back in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, as I was also an athlete there, um, the owner let me coach some tumbling classes. So I started off doing tumbling classes, tumbling classes. I enjoyed tumbling classes. So I moved on to doing privates. So I did tumbling classes and privates. And then one year he was like, hey, I think you'll be uh, good for a team. So he let me be like the assistant coach for a team. Um, that same year, that team actually was the first team in my gym uh, to win uh, NCAA nationals in Dallas. So that's a really big competition. So that team won that year and like just, from that moment there, seeing those kids and how happy and bright their face was lit up. Because at the time, I haven't won that competition. I haven't won anything. So these are kids that are winning this competition before me. And I'm just happy for them just to see the big smile of uh, all the hard work that pays off. Because I know as an athlete, all the hard work that goes into it. Sometimes you may want to look at your coaches and be like, I cannot do this. I can't do this. But they know that you can do it. So I like to be that coach that's like making sure I'm hard on them, but also encouraging them, encouraging them to be better than what they were yesterday. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes, I have it on my shirt. This is one of my favorite shirts. Uh, start unknown, finish unforgettable. That's kind of what I like to tell all of my kids. No matter where you start, um, you have the way to build your own finish. So that's one thing. Great. Um, you know, we like to shed the light on all the good things, but I'm just curious, is there anything in the sport of cheer, whether it's as a coach or as the athlete that you actually don't like doing, or is it all, is there something that you're not a fan of? For myself, me personally, I don't like jumps, jumps. I'm not a big jumper. I have a decent toe touch. Like if I have to do jumps, toe touch, right hurdle or whatever, I can do it, but preferably I would not want to be on jumps. Also, 
baskets. I will, it depends on what kind of basket we're talking about. Like if the girl going up, flipping and twisting, you probably can count me out of that one. But if she's just doing a little straight ride or one little flip, I'm okay. But those two, yeah. <laughs> so do you have a favorite, you know, tumbling pass? I have quite a, I have quite a few favorite tumbling passes, but if I had to choose one, um, it would be like one of my favorite passes. I go like a front handspring, front punch, and then like I land like in this little splat position all the way on the ground, and then I stop, and then I roll back up, and I tumble back the other way. That's one of my favorites. It's, that pass is hard, but it's fun. It's fun. It's one of my fun passes. Anytime I do it in front of the kids, they go crazy. They love that pass. So. You mentioned a little earlier, you know, you talked about pre-competition. That's one of your favorite things that you like. But you also talked about the nerves and trying to control those. What kind of goes through your head that allows you to control those nerves? Is there anything that you say to yourself, you know, you said that you have that quote. Is there another quote maybe that you tell yourself to calm those nerves down or anything like that? Um, kind of depending on which team um, I'm on. So if I'm on my all-star team, we have a couple things that we do behind stage. Uh, we kind of circle up with our coaches. Um, we say our three words and our coaches go in the circle. We have four coaches on the all-star team. So they go around and they give us some positive words and then we all break all together and then we kind of go into like our individual handshakes. Uh, as if for Navarro, um, we also kind of have like our own little circle. Um, and then we have like our little break and then we kind of break off into like smaller little sessions. And uh, when we kind of break off into those smaller sessions, it's kind of like, okay, all my stunner boys come over here on my tumble boys. Well, I'm kind of considered both because I stun and tumble. So I go to both circles. So I kind of like to tell my bo my stunner boys that we kind of carry this team. We're the boys kind of holding the girls on this team. So if the boys, the stunner boys go out there nervous, not confident, worried about one little se uh, section of their routine, I try to remind those boys that Monica, she put us on that floor for a reason because she trusts those boys. We're like her bodyguards. We like to call the five stunner boys her bodyguards because those are mainly your taller, bigger, buffer guys on the floor. So we kind of tell them those are their bodyguards, meaning like we don't just protect Monica, but we protect the program, such as the girls, the guys, everybody on that team as one. And then one thing I like to say um, right before we go on, uh, I kind of yell at me and my other friend. He goes rule number one and everybody says, don't suck. So that's like our rule number one, don't suck. <laughs> Great rule to have. Um, so you mentioned growing up, you played a lot of sports. Um, if you weren't doing cheering, what would be the sport you'd most likely want to play after that? You know, I think I would probably be playing baseball. Hmm. As much as I love football, I love football. Like I watch my football highlights all the time. I'm like, man, I miss football because I enjoy like, the hitting part of people. I just enjoy the hitting part. Back when I was playing football, my coaches used to call me smiley because every time I hit somebody, I used to just smile. So like football, I could see me still playing football, but I think baseball, I just enjoy baseball. All right. Um, you know, seven days a week of practice, you talked about some two a days. I'm sure there's not too much free time there, but if you did have free time, 
what are some of the hobbies that you have for yourself? What do you like to do in that, you know, free time? Um, I really like to have like a long time sometimes. Like I love to sit in my car and just kind of just drive or just sit in the car or I love to fish. I love fishing. I love mud riding, riding horses, four wheelers, all of it. That That's like my thing right there. When I go home with all my friends, we like, hey, let's go. Let's go get some dirt or something. Let's go to the lake or something. So something that involves lake fishing or mud or something. So nice. So who have been some of your role models, you know, not only in the cheerleading world, but also just helping you progress through life too? Um, a hundred percent my mom. A hundred percent my mom. Uh she's a single parent. Um, I have three older siblings. I'm the youngest of them all. Um, but my mom, she's she's one of the strongest women women that I know. Um, she would literally take the clothes off her back and give them to me. If I called her right now, I was like, hey, look, I'm not enjoying my time out where I am in California. She would probably have me on flight in the next hour and was like, and was like what's going on? She's the first person to call and check on me. Or even if I haven't seen her in a while and I call her on the phone, she's like, what's wrong with your voice? What, what's going on? Tell me what's wrong. Like she just knows every little thing. And like, she is such a giving person, even if it's like her very, very last. And I feel like I get that from her a lot because I love to give and not to ask for anything in return. Like just anything. Like I, I don't know. My mom though, she just, that's a strong woman there. That is a strong woman. <laughs> You like to give. Can you give me a piece of advice for, you know, younger athletes to get to where you are today? Um, for my younger athletes, one thing I would love, 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 love to say, once you pick your goal in life, do not just settle on that goal because your other goals can have you in better options or worse options that always lead out to something good. So. Don't just think just because one person went this way, you have to go that way too. There's always a route for you and only for you. All right. Well, uh, that was the last question I have for you. So Ty, once again, you know, thank you for taking some time out of your day and telling us your story. I really appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me. I really enjoyed it. Of course. Yeah, man, of course. Ethan, you want to us with that outro? Sure. So for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Miserak. And we are signing off.